Newport Beach, The Pool House, Captain Oates, Chino, Ew, I'm Michelle, I'm Liz, and I'm Ingrid, and we're Let's Let's Talk Talk OC. We're the ladies that brought you Tree Hill Talk, and now we are on the West Coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama, The OC. Join us every Monday as we watch and review each episode. We hope you can join us. Dairy! Liz is going to have a spinoff podcast all about insurance. Called Don't Do That. <laughs> Don't do anything ever Don't with Liz. <laughs> Don't have fun. Hi, everybody. Kate here. Um, Caitlin is not here this week, so I am joined by a very special guest here in my own house, the lady who's always just off camera, off microphone, being quiet while I tape. My lovely wife, Liz, is back. Hey, friends. <laughs> when was the last time you were on? I was, I was early. Have you only done one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is my second, second one. That's Second time hosting SNL. I'm really excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So you were on for Purple Draft. That was the episode that Caitlin and I tried to tape. It didn't work, and we were both really negative. And then you brought like a nice sunshiny Midwestern attitude to it and fixed it. So sure did. <laughs> sure did. Um, so yeah, if you don't know who we are, we are Hey Beautiful, and we are recapping every episode of How I Met Your Mother. With zero spoilers. And this week, we are going to be talking about Bachelor Party, which is one of my favorite episodes of season two. And we get a brand new layer of Barney that we never really expected, plus some very hilarious misunderstandings at a bridal shower. I'm glad you're here because we both had Bachelorette or Bachelor Parties just last year, right? Yeah, it's a good yeah. time. Yeah, so we'll be talking about those as we go. Um, we got a new review on iTunes, which is very exciting. And I'm going to read it now. Okay. So this is a five-star review titled Legendary from TAP2018. Not sure who you are, but thank you. And they say, Him Yim is a pivotal part in my marriage. So, oh, sounds like us. Yeah. (laughs) So when I found the HB podcast, I was very excited to relive the series through the in-depth podcast episodes all about my favorite show. It's a great listen. These ladies can make you laugh, and they know what they're talking about when it comes to the Him Yim universe. Everything is possimpable, and if you're a fan, give it a listen. Thank you so much. That was excellent. Tap 2018. How nice is that? Very good. We have like 30 reviews on iTunes now. Incredible. Yeah. We've come a long way since season one, episode two. (laughs) Other news that's been happening out out in these parts. Uh, Caitlin and I just this past weekend were interviewed by Joe and Jay of Jojcast or Jodgecast. Not sure how they say it. It's a... um, a British-run podcast all about a bunch of other things, a bunch of things, but they have a specific mini-series called um, The State of the Sitcom, where they talk about different sitcoms. And so we got to nerd out about How I Met Your Mother with them while you took our dog to get groomed. Yeah, appreciate a blueberry facial while you were busy. <laughs> the best blueberry facial a little chihuahua could ask a for. A fucking blueberry facial. What is that? I don't even understand that. She didn't smell like blueberries, so it's confusing. I know. But- they checked it off. So yeah. Must have been real. She's going to just poop in our kitchen right now. Anyway. <laughs> nice chilly night. That's uh, <laughs> time to do it. Lastly, we are coming to Instagram in 2019. So if you haven't followed us yet there, it's Hey Beautiful Pod, like everywhere else. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the same name. And just make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and, and or SoundCloud, wherever you listen. And I think we're ready to dive in. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you scared? No. Okay, good. I'm excited. This is a great episode. Right? All right, cool. So stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners listeners like you. We have a ton. And let's talk about Bachelor Party. So this is Season 2, Episode 19, Bachelor Party. It first aired on April 9th, 2007. The... Writers are our creators, 
Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. And that is probably why it was such an amazing episode for every single character. And as always, our director is Pam Fryman. So how it's going to work today, I'm, I'm telling the audience as well as Liz, is I'll go through the scenes and then we'll just, we'll just talk about them. You got it. You got it? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So we open up with future Ted telling us and his children that Barney was the kind of friend that was always there when times were good, but never around when times were bad. Yeah. And we get this scene of Barney coming into the bar during the past summer when Lily was in San Francisco, and he sees that Marshall is crying over her again. So he just says, ah, I got to go, and just leaves. And you think that's just a little throwaway joke, but of course, we all know now it comes comes around really sweetly at the end of the episode. Then we cut to the present day, and Ted and Marshall have just finished planning Marshall's bachelor party until Barney crashes into the bar and tries to take over. Um, he's adamant that they do it the old-fashioned bachelor party way, and we see this um, this little montage of what... Barney considers the recipe for a great bachelor party, and it is very stereotypical. We've got the hotel, the chairs, the cigar smoke, the friends, and the girl, quote-unquote, right, a stripper. And as you watch the guy's faces, as the stripper gets, like, older and, like, a little more disheveled, their faces go from, like, oh, this is really cool to, like, fucking horrified, (laughs) which is always good. Um, Have you been to a strip club? Or seen strippers? Not if my mom's listening to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was never like your idea. No, absolutely not. It was never my idea. Yeah, because you maybe have some Barney in your your life. Actually, with the people that you might say are Barneys in my life, they actually haven't taken me to a strip club. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk talk more about that (laughs) off air, because now I don't know who the hell you went with. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, there's like a... There's a very 2007 kind of like strippers are gross thing happening here. We all know we've come a long way. We find out that in this this little montage of like the stereotypical bachelor party that Barney has put together, it's Stuart's bachelor party. And we all remember Stuart and Claudia from their big, beautiful wedding where Ted met Victoria. And we know that Claudia's crazy. Poor Stuart gets something done to him that he's still trying to forget. And we're not really sure what, <laughs> but it involves a mouth guard. Yeah. And he just looks so mouth sad. Mouth guard and a weathered stripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did that go? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, like throughout this whole, on, through the whole series, whenever there's talk of strippers, there's almost like a magical quality to them. Like, they can do things that no one else can do, like just off camera. So you have no idea what it is, but it's mm-hmm. always like... Involves really weird props. Um, so we'll see more of that. Um, and Marshall says after being at that horror show, he doesn't want anything like that. So no strippers, none of that jazz. Um, and then finally when Marshall leaves, Ted also reiterates that that's not what Marshall wants. But Barney says, Marshall's lying. Subconsciously he wants strippers because this is what guys want. And he just seems to he seems to think that he's right as always. And then he makes a blackjack joke. Did you like that? Yeah, that was pretty funny. About her being a 15. Yeah. I could have, when he first said it, I was like, what? A 15? Like, what, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. Some blackjack. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then you immediately know. <laughs> Not sure if I would hit it. So that was cute. Um, and then Ted makes Barney promise that there won't be strippers, but. There's also a lot of winking. <laughs> a lot of winking. <laughs> a lot of winking during that conversation. Yep. And that's a running gag that'll come back through this episode and at other points in the series. Next scene, the day of the bachelor party, we see all the bros piling into the rented Escalade, plus two of our favorite recurring characters. So we've already seen Stuart, um, but we also see Marshall's rebound guy, a.k.a. Brad. So when Marshall was single... Yeah, they dated. Basically. They kind of dated because they, they were both like heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. And they used to do all kinds of Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Right? Had <laughs> all these tickets for like couple yeah. events, so yeah. they so they just sort of like filled in those gaps for each other, and it got pretty awkward. So Brad's back. We're g- glad to see him, but we won't see him for long because it turns out he is one of the classic bachelor stereotype, bachelor party stereotypes, which is the guy who disappears and then you never see him again. Yeah. And it should be noted that this came out before The Hangover. 
So in The Hangover, doesn't the guy like disappear and they have to go find him, yeah, right? Yeah, isn't that the, the point of the whole yeah. movie? They're trying to find... The groom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in this in in How I Met Your Mother, the guy who disappears is Brad. So I guess it is a pretty common thing for that to happen. Hmm. Didn't know. I don't think we... Lo- we didn't lose anyone on my bachelorette. That's good. Not a one? No. Everyone hung out and was cool. Yeah. I mean, one didn't make it into a tent. She just slept next to the fire in a camp chair, but she didn't get lost. That was of her own, of her own design. Yes, so. that is true. That is true. That you was, don't bring a tent. Guess where was, you sleep? Yes. If, you, if you're not prepared to camp, you can't camp comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> Barney, of course, is the Barney, and every bachelorette or bachelor party apparently has a Barney, and he's got porn DVDs for the ride. How 2007 to like watch DVDs in the car anyway, right? (laughs) Like, oh my God. That's what you took away from that. Okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, of course the Escalade is the DVD. That's true. But like, who's watching porn with their friends? Like, is that something guys do? I don't know. Maybe like in high school. I feel like probably in high school, but I feel like not as like full-fledged adults with their own apartments. <laughs> right. Like, it's you know what I mean? it's like when you're when you're in high school, you have nowhere to watch porn, right? So right. it's like you have a chance. And you're like, we got this know. one VHS, yeah. right? Yeah. You gotta share the wealth. Yeah. Boys are gross. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna talk about both our bachelorette parties on this episode. I feel like we should start with yours because it's a little more tame. So how did yours go? Well, I took all of my friends two and a half hours, three hours north to camp in Vermont. I mean, how much gayer can you get? Right, I was going to say, like lesbians do. Yeah, I had my flannel shirt, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. It was great. We had plenty a great time. Of, plenty of brewskis. Mm-hmm. We were on a lake. We went kayaking. We went swimming. Told what? a lot of jokes by the fire, you know. That's nice. A lot of s'mores, a lot of beer, a lot of... No strippers. Back and forth, no strippers. Really thought one was gonna pop out from behind the pine tree, but <laughs> what an opportunity missed. My friends are so respectable; it's terrible. I can't imagine what a Vermont stripper would look like, though. Yeah, Probably I... up your alley. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, lots of flannel. <laughs> That's good. So there were no Barneys at your at your bachelorette party. No, no, everybody was behaved That's and good. listened to my wishes. That's good. <laughs> you know? That's good. Um, yeah, so you'll hear more about my bachelorette party later. <laughs> Things got a little crazy. Over at the apartment, Robin is showing up on the same night for Lily's bridal shower. And we see her walking through the hallway, very proud of herself. She's got a little present. And we get a freeze frame and then a flashback, and we find out what this present is. So earlier at some point, Robin came into the bar really excited to tell Barney about the present she got, Lily. She's so proud of herself. So proud of herself and was so, thought it was so risque, she like warned Barney. <laughs> And what did he say? She was like, can you handle it? Yeah, he said he's had a 10-way. Ten, a, ten, ten a 10 way. way. Can handle it? He's like, so yeah. <laughs> Just like so nonchalant. So nonchalant. Didn't even blink. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a 10-way. Um, so Robin takes out this like cute little nighty, like this little see-through negligee. And Barney just makes fun of her, just drags her for it. And he's like, this is nothing. Like you really need to step it up. And – I just always ask myself, why are they fucking listening to him? <laughs> yeah, look at it. Like, I mean, I guess this is an area where someone like Barney should know the most, like all that seedy single person yeah, stuff. But, but I feel like he's never been to a bridal shower. No, a bridal he shower, was thinking bachelorette exactly. party. He was thinking bachelorette party because he was going to a bachelorette party. Of, yeah. You know? So just bad advice for both oh, events. Man. And they both were like, yup, like... <laughs> Robin's like, oh, absolutely. I'm going to go and buy a gigantic dildo for this event. Um, Yeah, so she's real proud of herself. And she opens the door and sees four generations of Lily's family. All women. Also some children. (laughs) Some children. Yes. (laughs) That's great. There's children here. (laughs) And this episode is probably one of the, the best, like, pile ons like it was very good she walks in and first of all she notices it's not the same it's not the crowd she would expect it's all older women so there's that her family's there her mother like her grandmother and her great aunt put it on and then uh, the kids run by and then (laughs) the fucking nun shows up so there's just there's a lot going on we already know what's in the box and that was excellent for Craig and Carter to write it that way, that we already know going in, 
Mm-hmm. Exactly what Robin's mm-hmm. feeling Very instead smart. of instead of being surprised later. Um, Robin tries to bail. <laughs> she's like, I Couple forgot, times. I gotta. Times. <laughs> yeah, and she's completely stuck. Um, and there's a cute little bit of Lily's mom trying to guess what the gift is by shaking it, and she's like, What color is it? Black. <laughs> so freaking bad. It's such a great scene. Um, so back in the car on the way to the casino, Barney thinks the bachelor party is happening in Atlantic City. Yep, he's full on Atlantic City ready. Yeah, we all know Barney loves AC. Um, but it turns out that Ted just told him they were going to AC because he was trying his best to protect poor Marshall from getting his bachelor party ruined. Um, and they're actually going to Foxwoods, which is so freaking weird because I grew up right near there. Because nobody goes to Foxwoods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think at this point. I mean, Mohegan Sun had been open for a few years. Maybe Foxwoods was still like the cool place to go. I don't know. We never went to Foxwoods. It was always Mohegan Sun. Yeah. I don't know. I remember Foxwoods opening and going, and it was really cool because it looked like my family called it like Emerald City because it just like springs yeah. up out of the yeah, forest. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool. And they do have a really awesome um, museum, <laughs> the Pequot Museum, which is really, really great mm. and beautiful. And it has like the whole history of the Pequot tribe and everything. Mm. So there is very cool stuff. But I just like the layout of Mohegan better. Yeah. And also, Mohegan does a lot more advertising with production companies because they're in everything else. <laughs> yes. However, Foxwoods has the best theme song. <laughs> Which my entire should, family knows. You should cut that in right now. <laughs> <laughs> For the wonder of it all. Like, we all fucking belted out. So they did a good job with that. Um, anyway, so psych, they're going to Foxwoods. Um, Barney seems to be on his heels for a minute. Um, and we find out that Ted has put together a pre- Awesome sounding bachelor party for Marshall. Oh yeah, he packed it in. Yeah, full. There's no room for for Barney's input. No shenanigans. Perfectly full. <laughs> and Marshall looks so happy sitting there. He's so excited for the boxing match and for the giant steak and all that. And um, I know. I wish they would have shown the steak because I want to know what a hundred and two ounce steak looks like. <laughs> like truly, like is it the size of the table? Like I don't know. Maybe that's too big. But it's like I don't know. I don't the size even know. Of a platter. I don't. I'm, I'm bad you know, at measurements. We're gonna have to Google that. What a 102-ounce steak yeah. looks like? Compared to, like, a hamburger or something. I mean, know? it would shrink after cooking, but ha- by how much? <laughs> right, right. Before, the before and after. The questions you asked that Caitlin and I would never ask. Because I would definitely does... want to try and eat a 102-ounce steak with my friends. <laughs> yeah? That is true. wonder where you could do that. I'll try and figure that out. <laughs> Probably Foxwoods. <laughs> Foxwoods. We should call. <laughs> the wonder of it all. Ted hits Barney with a wink. He's like, it was an honest mistake. Wink. The wink. The wink. So the, the wink is back in play. And we just know um, Barney's going to ruin every step of it. Like, as, as Ted's saying the things, you're like, none of these fucking things are going to happen if Barney's in this car. Yep. Even the Cubans will get ruined. <laughs> so, yeah, Ted never should have gotten so cocky because, of course, Barney has figured out the, the whole ruse and has a stripper waiting at the room in Foxwoods. Yeah, they shouldn't have told him until they pulled up. That was their mistake. See, this is my... give some time. This is my question. Did Barney anticipate the switcheroo? Or did he use his Blackberry? That's what... Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Is that because you read my notes? No. I said, did he use his Blackberry? I just saw oh 2007. That's really cute. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't know which one it is. The fa- if if he had anticipated it and had strippers like ready at different hotels, or he called and found out that that's where they were actually going to be, that would be like extra devious of Barney. I feel like he is on that level. Do you think he just set he it up on, on his level. BlackBerry he on is the way on that up? Level. I didn't give him credit for that when I watched it, but. But I feel I mean, like he also probably has the the phone number of a Connecticut stripper in his phone. That's kind of what I thought too. Like, because <laughs> he, he knew, right? He knew her act, so right. He knows who she is. That's very yeah. true. That's very true. So it could have been a last minute. Help me out. Like, oh, treasure. She lives in Connecticut. Yeah, she'll do it. Yeah, 
She's got nothing going on, which we learn later. <laughs> God damn, that little monologue she has. <laughs> so they're there, and um, we get a new version of the old I'm Ted's best friend running gag, which we've seen a lot, where Barney's always saying that he's Ted's best friend, and Marshall's like, no, you're not. I am. <laughs> but here it's I'm Marshall's best man. So now he's <laughs> fighting with Ted to be Marshall's best <laughs> yeah, man. He's yeah. just, oh, man. He's, he's just very. Persistence, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And uh, they decide one little dance couldn't hurt. Like, you know, it's not going to take that long. It's not that complicated for a girl to get out of her clothes. But, um, of course, a Barney stripper is no ordinary stripper. No kidding. They should have known that right away. That's the thing. Like, they keep, they've, <laughs> they've still. They've been trapped other times. They still fucking. Stuart is still emotionally trapped by that. <laughs> I know, right? Stuart is so triggered that. right now. Like, why do they keep listening? They should have all walked out of <laughs> yeah. that room. Yeah. But I think he gets to this little tiny part of them that feels like we should be doing. Yeah. The stere- mm. Do you know what I mean? The stereotypical stuff. Yeah, that I makes feel sense. like he gets them on like a fucking instinctual level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he he sort of triggers that in them. Like even Robin, like, I need to be dirtier. Like he just is like their little devil on their shoulder. Well it's like they're all playing checkers and he's playing chess. Always. <sighs> like three D chess. <laughs> yeah, if right. that's even a thing. Yeah. Um yeah, Barney is the board. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Knows every move. Um yeah, so there's like there's a hippity hop with furry handcuffs attached to it. There's a tarp. She needs grounded sockets, and there's a fog waivers. machine. The waivers. It's like a very. Uh, I feel like the the insurance agent in you must have been really, really happy with her for covering her ass like that. I wasn't. What are the waivers for? That's what my question was. Like, what are they? What are they actually waving? <laughs> if they get injured during the performance. I mean, I guess yeah. is that what I mean? Is that the deal? Because my... she got injured during the performance, so they should have had her sign a waiver. Oh, here we go. Since they hosted her, really, oh, it could God, be a gray no, area. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> you brought it up. Liz is an insurance agent. I'm sorry that I. Sorry, I know things about insurance. I'm guys. sorry, I flicked that switch. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so Treasure is about to get going, um, but she hands Barney the smoke machine. Yeah, the remote. Uh, remote, and she will live to regret that. Back at the bridal shower, Lily started opening presents, and we're watching Robin off behind everybody, drinking out of a glass of wine. The largest glass of wine there was. Yeah, <laughs> huge. <laughs> Clearly, probably Lily, Lily's favorite glass. Just, I mean, it just fits a bottle of wine perfectly. Yeah, gigantic. Um, and she's also holding the bottle, holding the bottle hostage as as this unfolds. And it's in, like a modern day clutching her pearls. Yes, just clutching the wine. <laughs> just, just, oh my god! She's like, we're going down together, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> and um, we see Robin attempt telepathy with Lily, which is something that we already know. Rob um, Marshall. Ted and Lily can do. So I think Robin just did it like a Hail Mary pass. Yeah, for sure. Last resort. Gotta try the telepathy. Yeah, telepathy. (laughs) It's gonna work. It's gotta work. It's gotta work. Please, God. Like, yeah, did not expect it to. And then when Lily turns around, she's like so shocked. What's up? (laughs) She's like, oh my God. This is horrifying. It's working. Um, And just all the faces that Kobe Smulders makes during this, like, I'm going to look at the present. I'm looking at you. No. <laughs> so good. Shaking my head no. So, so good. Yeah, Robin, uh, Kobe doesn't get a chance to be funny very much in the early seasons, so it's always good when she does. And she does uncomfortable funny really, really well. Mm. And she did, I mean, she just does such yeah, a good job. Yeah, she was hilarious in this, in this episode. Yeah, I, and I think a part of it is you rarely see Robin make mistakes. Yeah. So it's really great when she does. Yeah. I mean, because... I think it was last episode, Caitlin and I were talking about, or no, it was Arrivederci Fierro. He was, um, Marshall saying goodbye to his car and he's saying like, you know, we didn't all get where we thought we'd be. And he's going around the room talking about how everyone's fallen short of their goals. And he looks at Robin and just says, and I'm I'm sure there've been ro- disappointments in Robin's life. And she's just like, no. You know, <laughs> like not, she's, no. she just. I'm Robin, no. Yeah. She's like Robin's- so fucking just like stainless steel, yeah. just like yeah. nothing. Um, so it's fun to see her. Getting getting a little human scrape. Lily doesn't pick up on the telepathy, and Robin ends up with a tampon. 
from Lily's mom instead. Which I feel like was actually kind of a good guess, you know? Because sometimes you got to be like, yeah. But I also feel like maybe her mom probably wouldn't have had a tampon in her Because she's a bit older. Yeah. Going through the change. Yeah. Maybe she's in denial about it. Yeah. Maybe. Or she was a maybe very young mom. mom. Maybe she's just a mom. Yeah. And has to have supplies for yeah. everyone. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be at a bridal shower. No. Someone's going to bleed yeah. through. Yeah. But I mean... Maybe this is just me, but I would have been like, does anyone have a tampon? <laughs> for sure. Me too. At a fucking bridal yeah. shower? Who are we being quiet for? It's got them OBs. But that's how you know a guy wrote this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that sure. shameful, like, yeah. here oh, you God, go, don't dear. Tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yell it out. But maybe that, maybe a lot of women don't. I don't know. Go away, dog. Your blueberry facial is making you uppity. Robin takes one more attempt just to grab her present back. She's just flailing at this point but in swoops the nun in training the angel the the angel of the, the present guardian pile. angel <laughs> the guardian angel of the <laughs> present pile and uh yeah cousin margaret is like don't worry about it go have fun i'll watch the presents and <sighs> robin you're gonna make a damn good nun like <laughs> just just get the heck out of just here cannot, let me just steal my present and just cannot get her foot out of her mouth. Um, so in the final fit of desperation, Robin switches the cards of her gift and one that was similarly wrapped. Should be noted before I forget that Robin's gift is wrapped in a butterfly paper and butterflies become a somewhat significant object throughout this this show. We'll see butterflies in several places, um, specifically in season three. Good tip. Yeah. So just hang Heads out up for friends. that. Heads up. Nice. Yeah. So Robin just made this entirely worse. And now all we are left to wonder is whose card did Robin put on her gift? Yeah. A very impulsive decision considering she's not very impulsive. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But so just she's fucking up a lot. pure desperation. Yeah. Fucking up a lot this episode, Shabatsky. Back in the hotel room, Treasure's show is getting underway. The cigars are out. Um, and future Ted mercifully skips ahead and doesn't tell us all about the show. Um, but it actually, this is one thing that confused me. Did it really only last a minute until she got hurt? Or did he just skip a whole bunch of gross shit? I feel like it was kids? one minute. Yeah, it was like one minute. Yeah. Because, yeah, she's not in any state of undress. I mean, no. she's fully clothed. Yeah. And she's broken her ankle. Bummer. Because nothing Barney puts together can ever go smoothly. Um, and it was because of Barney's use of the smoke machine while she was on the hippity hop, which was clearly laid out in the waiver. Got to read those waivers. Got to read them waivers. Wow, Terms I for- and conditions, I people. I forgot. I did not think this episode would have so much paperwork discussion. <laughs> it's all your fault. But also my fault. It's like they knew you were going to have an insurance professional. There's even here. there's a fire later. Like this is an insurance yeah, this is my jam. minefield. This is my jam. <laughs> oh my god. We have to like teach a liability class on the, just no. based on this. Yeah, Liz is going to have a spinoff <laughs> podcast all about insurance called "Don't Do That." <laughs> Don't do anything ever Don't with have Liz. Fun. <laughs> Don't have fun. They all kind of try to get out of taking her to the hospital. Ted's like, oh, we have a fight in like 10 minutes. See, I feel like I would have been the same way. I would have been like, oh, well, it's- can we drop her off at the cab <laughs> station? Yeah, right. There's a cab station in Foxwoods, right? Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I was wondering, like, why didn't they call the ambulance? But then I guess maybe that's not very discreet. Like, they didn't want to deal <laughs> Guys, with that. Guys, can get an ambulance for the stripper on level three? Because, I mean, like, a broken limb, you should not be moving people. But whatever. Um, yeah, but also... So for whatever reason, they decided to In America, to drive her. people can't afford an That's ambulance true. ride That's for true. a broken ankle. So she probably said, I can't, aff- I can't afford sure. it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. I actually wrote in here, not sure what the protocol is when a performer gets injured at your party. Insurance, <laughs> LOL. Oh, so. girl. You've been, you've been with an insurance agent a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm glad we already talked about that. <laughs> um, so they decide to drive her and... Barney tries to make a joke about x-rays being the ultimate strip show. And everyone is so over his No bullshit. one's biting on that. Just the way Ted's like, just stop. Like, he's, you rarely see Ted get like that with Barney. Um, in the car, uh, Stuart's cliches are getting more and more grim. They're talking about jail, and Stuart says, you know, jail is like marriage, except you get to have sex in jail. 
Yeah. And that's the one yeah. where you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, up until this point, dead men walking. Like, they've been, like, really stupid cliches that, like, yeah. older guys would say, like, mm-hmm. a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. But this one's like, you'd <laughs> rather be in jail, Stuart? Fuck. <laughs> that's, like, not the, that's usually not the nice kind of sex either. <laughs> no doubt. It's called assault. Um, Marshall tells Barney that he's ruined his bachelor party because now they've, they've missed their crafts table. Most likely. Yeah. Because they were supposed to check in and go do craps before mm-hmm. the game, I think. The private. The match. The private craft craps table. table. And now they're missing the fight. And so Ted's like, oh, we might as well listen to it. Fight's already over. Already over. It was maybe like the fastest KO in history or something. So, yeah. I'll tell you what. One time I paid to watch Mike Tyson fight, right? I, I you went did? To, I went to the bar. Oh, like, you know, it was like okay. a heavy cover to get in. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 15 or 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. The fight was over in 30 seconds. I was so mad. I was in college. I did not have the money oh, for that. No. But I was like, the fight. I was like, I haven't watched boxing since. You just fucking knocked someone out and it oh, was done? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember Fuck. who it was now. It was, you know, it's like one of his 1,200 comeback tours. But yeah. I, I don't remember who it was, but it was not fun that it only took 30 seconds. Dang like, it. No refunds for so, prorated refund? No. What? Why does a boxing match end early? I thought there were all kinds of rounds. If they Not go if up- you get knocked out, then it's over. Just like... Like, they have to be unconscious? Well, yeah, it's, it can be a technical knockout, meaning the guy is not fit to continue. He's not necessarily unconscious. Mm. But he's, like, dinged up enough. So either way, it's like it ends when someone has a concussion. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Or the rounds are over, and then it's a score. Mm. And it's, they score each round, and you see who has the most points, basically. But you're trying to give, give someone a concussion. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is the point. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. What a horrible sport. Yeah, That's God, horrifying. No well, if you keep your hands up, you know. I, mean, I guess. Step, step one of basic boxing, <laughs> keep, keep your hands, hands up. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God. Fun fact, Mike Tyson will make an appearance on How I Met Your Mother. <gasps> that feels like a spoiler. But I will not tell you when or where. Oh, good. Yeah. Are there butterflies involved? <laughs> no. <laughs> Back at the bridal party, we're getting closer and closer to Robin's. Um, gift being revealed, but not before the hand-carved crucifix comes out. <laughs> God. <sighs> such such sweet people. And then fucking Robin. I mean, Robin. you would have thought that they were all from Minnesota with some of their Let me tell you, I almost just said, I was like, <laughs> this feels like me at, like, a party of, like, all of your people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just no very, gingers in our family. No, no, no gingers. gingers. <laughs> no gingers. It is like a room full of gingers. But, like, they're just all such sweet, quiet people. And I was, like, a little nervous for our wedding because I was like, my family is a fucking tornado. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're just loud. Yeah, they had a great drunk time. Drunk people. Yeah. I'm glad that they had a really good time. Yeah, it was a great I time. I was just worried my family would scare your family. I thought that they were... Actually, I thought your family was much better behaved than expected. <laughs> considering, oh so, yeah, considering. Honestly, yes. You know, you're very, just, very right. You guys just like to have a good time. It's not like it gets out of control. Yeah, but yeah, just, yeah. You know, yes, but yeah, and, and your family likes to have a good time. We just have good times in different ways. Different ways. Yeah. So I just kept seeing like them being like horrified. You know what I mean? <laughs> just just at the volume. <laughs> yeah. Because like yeah. I have I have one friend, my friend Daisy. Who the first time she hung out with my whole family for a weekend, she was like, you're all so loud. That and is she's true. Like, and I'm Cuban, and you people are loud. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just say, um, we just are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it definitely feels like a kind of like a Midwest It does, party. it does. But isn't she from New York? Yeah, yeah. She's from she's New York. Upstate? Is she from upstate New No, York? she's from Brooklyn. See, those people don't match. That's true. The, well, a stereotypical family from Brooklyn, right? But yeah, but maybe like maybe Lily's mom moved there with her dad because mm-hmm. her dad is much more Brooklyn. We'll see mm-hmm. him later, mm-hmm. kind of, sorta. Um, and maybe they're Connecticut people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seem kind of yeah. Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of Fairfield, which is where some of my family's from. The next one up after the crucifix is Robbins, but it's got a different card on it. Thank God. It's one more second of reprieve. Before. Just the reading of the card reprieve. Before throwing fucking Grandma Lois under the bus. Who and Grandma had some things to say. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to, uh, similarly, like a, the flashback we got with Robin, we cut to Grandma Lois wrapping her gift. And it's an antique sewing machine. Also black. I've never seen a cute little sewing machine like that. No, me either. Mm -mm. Hmm, They're interesting. It was like, how does this even work? Um, 
So now we have context so we know what the hell she's talking about when she starts rattling on all these things. Um, but Robin has no idea what's actually or what she thinks is in the box. So it's no wonder that when Lois starts talking about the gift, <laughs> Lily's mom asks for the wine and Robin just says no. <laughs> First time meeting Lily's mom and no. she's like, fuck you, bitch, I need this. You have no idea. The moment is here. The moment of truth. So back in Connecticut at the hospital, Stuart compares being married to living in a drawer in a morgue. And Marshall finally asks the question we've all been wondering. Is everything okay at home, Stuart? And of course not. But that's not surprising. We've seen Claudia. She's a full nutbag. Yeah, she is. Love her to death. But the nature of their relationship is just chaos. Tumultuous. Yes, tumultuous. Good word for that. Um, This is, yeah, this is their brand. And Treasure comes out with a broken ankle. So she's got the big boot. She's got that boot. Got that boot on. And she gives this, she launches into this really sad story that seems like a lot of information. To be giving a lot, of, a lot of a lot of stripper cliches like the the growing up without a dad and having two kids, um, maybe not with this guy. Who knows? It's her fiance, and he's a fucking war vet she who drinks him, all the she time. Want her kids to be without their dad. Right, right, right. All right. of it. All this, all this like cliche stuff, and I understand why they do it. Because they want Barney to look really callous when he says, <laughs> so ready to finish? The guys feel terrible. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to. And then she like snaps. <laughs> and it's like very, um, it's a lot. Treasure's a lot in this scene. But that, maybe that's just who she is. Um, and so she's, you know, adamant that she can finish the performance and that it's not about, you know, needing to do it. It's because she's good at it and... You know, go for it, girl. But, um, yeah, she kind of flips out, and so they feel obligated to let her finish the show um, after that and after hearing her whole sob story and everything. So um, they head back to the hotel room where Barney is still acting like it's a perfect night, and you see Treasure, like, throw her crutches. It's a very it's a very different scene now. She like, yeah. throws the crutches, yeah. and then she you see, like, the boot, like, Lift over her head. It's <laughs> and out of the frame. And out of the frame. Over the head, out of the frame. So we have no idea what she's doing with the boot. And uh, fun fact. Wow, strippers keep their secrets on this show, huh? Right? Wow. Right? Um, Treasure is played by Aaron Cardillo, who, and this is going to be a, a, a little reference for our, our listeners, and Caitlin, she's going to fucking die. I'm not even going to tell her this. Anyway, Treasure, played by Aaron Cardillo, Cardio, who was Esme Vanderhusen on Passions. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> oh, that's because but you don't listen to our show. But I'm sorry, Caitlin, that you missed the show. <laughs> Liz listens to our episodes when she watches the episodes, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, you could want to listen to your wife's beautiful voice a little bit more than that. But Oh, girl, I get to hear it every day. Oh, girl. Um, yeah, so... This is another Passions reference. This is the second Passions crossover that we've noticed. Oh, my gosh. On the show. Passions was an amazingly bad. What is that? Does she have a little towel? It's your underwear. Why you got my underwear? What is it? You go away. <laughs> Dog just dragged a pair of my underwear out into the living You're room. You're so bad. So bad. Anyway, so this is our second Passions crossover. This, uh, this... Season. Two, two uh, passions folks have been on. Anyway, Liz doesn't care. But maybe you do, and that's why it's great. <laughs> we just did a whole fucking passions brain dump a couple weeks ago. I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, yeah. You would have found it riveting. So uh, back at the bridal shower, Grandma Lois is really laying into this gift of hers, saying all kinds of things that can be easily misunderstood. She says that it's been passed down for generations that she used it her mom used it and her grandmother used a wooden one that was similar and you know she and her sister used to use it and like race and and before the wooden one they just used their hands <laughs> just gonna use their hands um 
All of these things that apply to both sewing machines and vibrators. She used to use it a lot on those long nights when her husband was at war. <laughs> yeah. And even he used it when he was home. He even gave it a go. Gave it a go. That's right. So there's just this wonderfully done the extended best, misunderstanding. The best setup. Yeah. Lots of double entendres. And Kobe's face behind them the whole time is just getting like, she gets more and more horrified, but then she just, I think at some point is drunk and just starts laughing. <laughs> um, like when they mentioned the grandfather using it, that's kind of when she breaks and is just like enjoying it. And so even then she doesn't stop. Even then, she uh, lets Lily open that present, still thinking it's her grandmother's. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And Lily's reaction when she opens that <laughs> tissue paper, they... Just speechless. Beyond speechless. <laughs> and they really let it hang. Like, I feel like on some shows they might have stopped after one, like, look back mm-hmm. and forth mm-hmm. between her and her grandma. They must have done, like, five or six. Mm. Like, more than you would expect. Yeah, it was long. And the grandma keeps, like, leaning in a little bit more. And <laughs> she's just like, wow. Like, take, can't say anything. Take it out. I want to show you how to use it. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> so horrified. Mm. At last, Robin jumps in and fesses up. And she says, you know, I basically, I thought... I thought this was a different kind of party, and I'm sorry. And everyone wants to know what's in the box, right? Grandma's been building it up this whole time, and now we know it's something weird. (laughs) So everyone jumps over to look in the box. And when they see it, everyone just goes quiet (laughs) and looks at Robin. And you can see the nun sort of, like, shake her head a little bit, but, like, whatever, bitch. Yeah. Come on. Are nuns allowed to masturbate? Probably not. No, probably not. Because I don't think priests are allowed to. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Masturbating I'm just somebody else. Okay. I can say it. I grew up Catholic. Yeah, you did. I didn't. So I can't <laughs> say anything else. You little Lutheran. You little Lutheran heathen. So then it takes a weird other turn because um, all the women start laughing about it and talking about sex. And it's like all of Lily's family and all these like older women. And her mom's asking where Robin got it from. And. Her great, her great aunt is a Samantha. Like, it's just eye-opening in a different way. But, hey, it's a good story. <laughs> yes. Back at Foxwoods. Uh, the bachelor party has finished their, their charity. Show. Their show. <laughs> their, their charity strip show. And they're at the steakhouse, but all of their appetites have been ruined. So the craps have been ruined. The boxing's ruined. And now no one wants to eat this 102-ounce steak. Which you never see. Which you never Which see. I know. Upset. Liz is very upset. I'm calling Foxworths in the morning. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> stern letter. I'm writing a stern letter, just like my Midwest roots would tell me to do. This one time in, in 2007, there was a show, <laughs> and there was a steak. And I didn't see the steak. Where was the steak? Where was the steak? I mean, I don't sound like I'm from Minnesota, but I mean, you kind of do, so yeah, that's cool. We should. Visit I mean, there. Michigan's like halfway, it sounding is, wise. It is actually halfway because it's 15 hours to Michigan oh, and no. 15 hours from I Michigan keep triggering, to Minnesota. I keep triggering my <laughs> wife with her fucking weird knowledge. Um, <laughs> I say that as I run a fucking high my your mother podcast. <laughs> yeah, queen of weird totally knowledge, mainstream knowledge. Totally. Um. Yeah, so you see all the guys sitting there, and they're all just, like, dejected and and sort of shell-shocked by by whatever Treasure did, which we never find out. And the best part is Stuart, who this whole time has been talking about how terrible things are in his marriage. He just kind of squints like he's been at war, and he's just like, I miss my wife. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. I think, yeah, he's he's probably one of my favorites. He's He's a great one great uh, guest actor and something in her bit or in her act involved a typewriter I don't know what she was typing with Barney was like yeah she made some spelling mistakes but what was it like her butt cheeks hard to say labia labia don't really move independently of them (laughs) on their own who knows some some of the things you could just never even imagine yeah right Um, like what was the hippity hop for I don't want to know Barney starts reminiscing about what happened 10 minutes ago, and he starts talking about the Cubans, and, you know, I put it out. Did I put it out? Yeah, I put it out. Did I put it out? And then we start hearing 
fire engines in the background. And we find out that he didn't did not put out didn't that put fucking out. Cuban. Unbelievable. Can you imagine starting a fire at your bachelor party? Your friend's bachelor party. Yes. Hmm. So, friends, I have a story about my bachelorette party. <laughs> well, we rented a beautiful Airbnb. My guess is uh, it was upwards of a million dollars. I mean, it was a nice house. It was, And it was also like the guest house of like a nice house. Hmm. So it was gorgeous, tons of bedrooms, beautiful old house, um, and had this big, beautiful grill. So the first morning we all woke up together because it was over a weekend. <sighs> I wanted to make breakfast for everybody. So I was going to do bacon in the oven, which is how we do it at home. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Simple. So easy. Yeah. No grease anywhere. Yeah. Oh, God. And um, my sister, who was younger than me, but who was a know-it-all, we'll call her the Barney of the situation, because she was positive that the way she wanted to do something was right. My sister is adamant that cooking bacon on the grill is the best way to do something. The best way to do it. It's so fast and easy and the house doesn't smell. And God, Kate, how do you not know how to do this? I was like, fine, Sarah. Fine. You worry about the bacon. I will make the eggs and the toast. I'll do all the other stuff. Not even three minutes later. I just hear my sister screaming at the top of her lungs. It's a real fire! Help me! Help! There's a fire! Screaming like I've never heard my... The last time I heard my sister screaming like this was when she dislocated her kneecap. Like, so I am like, like full alarm bells going off, right? I run out there and she was not fucking kidding. It is the entire grill fully engulfed in flames. Just grease fire. Just full grease fire. Wow. Five, four to five foot flames, black smoke just like billowing up out. <laughs> right? I, I'm just freeze for a second. I have no idea what to do. And I'm like, do we close the lid? How do we close the lid? Like this fire is insane. I run back in the house and my sister's there and she says, I'm going to get some water. And I was like, don't. Water is bad. So at least I knew that. <laughs> at least I knew that. Um, so I run inside to get tongs to try and, like, get the what's remaining of the bacon out so the grease stops feeding itself. Um, and I do that um, and burn the fuck out of my hand, like, with grease all over mm-hmm, my hand. Mm-hmm. I had little, like, blisters on my hand the rest, of the, yeah. the rest of the day. Um, yeah, a lot of splatter. There's just, like, grease balls just, like, f- on flames, like, falling onto the fucking deck. Um and luckily, oh my God, I don't know what we would have done. I really don't. My One of my friends was training to be a firefighter and she had just by chance noticed where the fire extinguishers were in the house. And we emptied both of them on this thing, <laughs> emptied them to oh, put it out. Man. But we did it. Every time I hear that story, it stresses me out. It well, as an insurance agent, I can't even imagine. <laughs> and as your wife. <laughs> oh well, I can tell you, um, it's only recently that I can tell it without still feeling like that house is on fire right now. Yeah, yeah. I can um, there were a lot of lucky things. There was lucky that the ho- the house was not all shingled because that shit would have gone up. Okay. Um, we were lucky that the um, the owners weren't there. <laughs> When it happened, we were lucky that we were able to wash everything and clean everything up and everything looked fine. And the house didn't smell like smoke. Like everybody worked together to make sure everything was cleaned up. But that was fucking scary. And the whole rest of the day we went like tubing and stuff. The whole time, the whole day, I like couldn't relax. I felt like the house was on fire. I felt like we'd like missed something. And that's why you don't rent your house out on Airbnb from the insurance agent. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> there was something wrong with that grill. I mean, there was a couple. Yeah, there, there was, was a lot a, going. It was on. between. It was between the. No, it was Sarah. It was all Sarah. It was my sister. Yeah. <laughs> it was a full pound of thick cut bacon. I mean, there was a lot what, of grease. It would have been so delicious. I know. If it was in the oven. Oh, and uh, since she's not here, I will fucking call her out. Caitlin, bitch, was upstairs. She knows. She knows what she did. Caitlin was upstairs. I think she'd taken a shower. And she was just in the bathroom window just going, 
get a video. Somebody snap it. <laughs> oh my God. Put it on Snapchat. I was like, shut the fuck up. No one wants that, dude. Yeah. I'm glad you don't she have that and, kind of evidence. Yeah. She and my friend Aaron <laughs> were just like upstairs like, oh my God. Like, just like no help at all. So just, thanks, guys. Just commentary from yeah. the second floor. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh Fucking A. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that was my bachelorette story. A fire... Um, about probably about the size of catching an Airbnb grill on fire. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no more bacon on the grill for me. Um, we did not get kicked out of the house. We actually got really good reviews because we were able to clean everything up and no one noticed anything. But um, who knows if the grill worked? But uh, it looked good. Yeah, not our problem. So we uh, we get the guys got kicked out of the hotel. So they're back in the car and they're on their way home and. All of a sudden, on the side of the road, they come across this naked man, and it's Brad. It's the guy that disappears. And, you know, we all, you know, you basically forget that he was ever even in the episode. Totally, yeah. Until you see him, which I guess is the point, right? So that was really well done. Um, And he gets in the car naked as if nothing ever happened. And, um, yeah, Barney fully ruined the party, but... I mean, they have stories for life. Yeah, 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 just stories for life. So later that night, Robin and Lily walk into the bar, and they're surprised to see a sullen Ted and Marshall sitting in the booth because they were supposed to be at Foxwoods for the night. And Ted and Marshall fill them in on what a mess Barney made of everything. Barney comes over and defends himself, just trying to be a good best man. So it's still that, like, I'm the best man, I'm the best man, even after... Everything that happened. No accountability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Classic Barney. Just has his memory's been Had wiped. Had a great time. Blast. What's the problem? What's the problem? What is the problem? It was legendary. So many stories. That's what it's about. It's not about actually enjoying yourself. It's about the chaos of it. Um, and at this point, Marshall snaps. Like, he's been pretty quiet the whole episode. Um, I think he's just, he was trying to still enjoy himself. I mean, it's his day. But this is the point where he just, like, can't take it any longer. And... He says, you know, you're not my best man. You ruined everything. A best man listens to the groom. And I don't even think I want you at my actual wedding. Because clearly you don't give a shit about me and you don't want me to get married. So this is where the episode takes a little bit of a turn. An exciting turn. When Lily says it's not true that he doesn't want us to get married. And at this point, the... the Boys' storyline and the girls' storyline have been so separate of each other that it seems almost weird that Lily has information about yeah. why Barney cares. And I feel like I'm just noticing that now. It's like she kind of breaks into the story. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, no, that's not how it is. Um, and we find out, even though Barney doesn't want her to say anything, we find out that Barney cares a whole lot about them getting married because last summer... That day that we saw at the top of the episode when Marshall was sad about Lily and Barney was like, ah, I got to go and couldn't get out of there fast enough, he went straight to the airport. Like a good best man would do. Flew to San Francisco. And last night when we were watching it, I got like little goosebumps that he would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a nice you moment. Know? I, don't remember, I don't remember that the first time we watched this. Yeah? When I first watched How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that, but it's a very yeah, touching moment. Yeah, isn't that moment. sweet? Mm-hmm. Um, and you get like this whole new, this whole new idea of Barney that that lives under there. And so he show, he shows up in San Francisco. Lily opens her door, and right away, I mean, he doesn't give her a chance to talk. She doesn't have one word in that scene. And he just goes on and on and on about you know how miserable Marshall is and how foolish she's being by you know, risking that and how she's going to lose him if she doesn't come home soon and that he can't keep stealing girls from him. (laughs) And she's, he's even bought her a ticket. And this is a wonderful payoff the way, in the way only How I Met Your Mother can do it, where we get resolution on a couple of things. We find out why Lily really came home early in season, or in season two. Um, and I mean, we knew she wasn't happy, but she's also very stubborn. So I feel like she mm-hmm. would have stayed the whole time, even if she was miserable. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Cause when she, even when she came home, she was still trying to be like, it was awesome. It was the best thing ever, but yeah. she was not happy. Can't admit defeat. Right. Can't yeah. admit defeat. Very, very stubborn person. So, um, without Barney, she probably would have stayed the whole time. 
Um, and also we find out why Barney kept stealing girls from Marshall. So there's a whole episode, um, Scorpion and the Toad, where every time Barney takes Marshall out as his wingman, but every time Marshall lands a phone number, Barney takes it. And you think it's just Barney being Barney and, you know, being a scumbag. But he was doing it for Lily the whole time. Yeah. The whole freaking time. And um, who knows? Marshall might have ended up with Chloe, the crazy girl from the coffee shop for a while. Lily might have found that lesbian experience she's always wanted in San Francisco and never <laughs> come home. Like, if you can't find it there, where can you find it? Right. Like, what uh, What would have happened in, like, another month? Like, if she'd stayed another month or however long? Like, it's hard to know. And we haven't had one of these in a while, but it was a total face crack, I would say. Agreed. Full face crack. Yeah. I mean... You just don't – You who would have expected Barney to go to those lengths to get Marshall and Lily back together? After all he kept seeming to do was push them apart and all he ever talks about is how terrible marriage is and monogamy. Everyone at the table is just shocked and even Barney's a little speechless, a little humbled for a second. And Ted finally says, like, I think Barney is your best man because – even Ted didn't think to do that, which is crazy. Yeah. Ted he just was, called her the B word. Yeah. Or the C word. <laughs> well, yeah. We think it's yeah. the C word. Okay, maybe. maybe we yeah. think, but there are a lot of people <laughs> believe it's the B word. And that's what I'm not. The great to be. I don't want to know about because I don't want to be wrong. So, <laughs> um, we got the chance to ask Carter and Craig a couple of questions. I did not ask that one. There's plenty of questions. Yeah, to right. I did. I think a lot of people were asking like very minuscule, like sure. small things. Mm-hmm. I don't need every secret revealed to mm-hmm. me about mm-hmm. the show. I asked some bigger ones. Um, so stay tuned for that, guys. I'm not sure when that's coming out. Yeah. So Barney's like excited for a second, but then immediately goes into like in your face, loser. <laughs> like right back to who he is. So it's not that he's changed or become a different person. He's just both. Yeah. He's just both. He's just like scumbag. Is he's he's got like scum on top, and then like good stuff down beneath. Yeah, for you know? sure. Like yeah. a chicken stock. Mm, chicken stock. You know? Yeah, scum rises to the top. Yeah. So there's that, and then we get this uh, final little scene where we see Robin leaving the bridal shower, and Lily's got the box, and they're talking about, oh, what a funny gift. It's like so funny. Like, what a what a crazy gift to get somebody and. Uh, Robin offers to take it from Lily and throw it out. Like, she doesn't want her to be embarrassed. And, you know, it's just a joke. And um, Lily's like, oh, well, if you're just going to throw it out, maybe I'll keep it. And it just goes back and forth. And both of them clearly want to keep it, but are making it sound like they're doing the other person a favor. Until Lily finally just says, Robin, leave it. I feel like that's a very dude thing to write into it. What? The, like, modesty about it. Right? Oh, like yeah. Like the secret that girls... Do the ding-dong? Yeah. Or just, like, touch themselves, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if you've never had that discussion with your friends, because Lily and Robin are, like, still new-ish friends. Um, and t- I feel like 2006, it, was, it wasn't as sex positive as today or 2007. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the internet has changed a lot of shit. The internet was alive in 2006 and seven, But not to the degree it is today where there's, like... Like a serious, like, sex positivity movement and all that. I wasn't talking about masturbating with my, not with my friends, but, you know, like, <laughs> to my friends. Oh, or, wait, that was. sounds bad, too. I mean, you I were? Would, I would, yeah, I admitted to masturbating when I was in 2006 and seven. Well, yeah. you were old. No, I wasn't. I'm, like, the same age <laughs> as they were, basically. <laughs> but you're also not a straight woman. That adds a layer. I feel like it's a farce that men tell themselves used to tell themselves. Yes, sure, but it's all. I think there's also a bit of it that like we were not supposed to be talking about that stuff, mm. and I think women do talk about it less than men do, or they used to at least they used to not talk about it as much. I don't know. You have a very specific experience. Yeah, for sure. Because you're not you're not a straight I, lady. I opted out. Yeah, I opted out. Um, yeah, so that's the cute little scene that ends this. Really fantastic episode. What did you think of it? It was excellent. Yeah? I think so, too. Everyone gets yeah, to shine. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was awesome. Everyone, they did such a great job with it. Yeah, everyone gets to shine, and that's kind of how you know that it's a Carter and Craig 
led episode. Um, Colby Smulders was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Got got to work out that funny bone a little mm-hmm, more for sure, which we started her doing, started seeing her do, which is, is which is really great. Um, get a little bit of Lily being funny too, like with the shock and everything, and then you know the guys doing their thing. So I think it was fantastic, and it looks like a shitload of people thought it was really good too. Oh, for sure, because we yeah. got a bunch of legendary moments oh, nice. to read. Yay! Okay, so let's get right into them. So we have two from Susan. We have one from Susan from last week that I'll read, and then um, the one from this week. So um, let's see. We'll read this one first. This one's from Bachelor Party. And Susan said, my legendary moment in Bachelor Party is Grandma Lois explaining her gift, Robin's appalled reaction to her description, um, and Lily's face when she opens it. Lily's mom asking Robin for wine and Robin telling her no as she cradles it closer. (laughs) Oh, just a... Just a masterful scene. Yeah, it was. It was great. So good. Um, And Susan also enjoyed, in moving day, she liked um, Lily and Marshall enjoying the apartment naked. Um, First, they were so excited to have the place to themselves. And then they realized that uh, sitting naked was awkward no matter what. And then they're discussing the ground rules of of sex after they fail at it. And um, so all about, like, Marshall screaming, I'm the best, while they're doing it. And... And Lily screaming, Ted's not here. <laughs> so glad you don't scream, I'm the best. <laughs> That's really good. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Planted the seed. <laughs> All right. Do you want to read the next one? No. Okay, I'll keep reading them. <laughs> so uh, Abha on Twitter said, Hi, Kate and Caitlin. I have two from Bachelor Party. One is the grandma gift exchange scene, and the other is the truth behind how Lily came back to New York post-breakup. Those are probably the two big ones, yeah. Um, She says, as a writer, I prefer the first one because it's so well-written and hilarious. But as a romantic, I love the truth behind Lily getting back to New York post-breakup. It's one of the sweetest gestures one can do for their friends, bringing two people in love back together. Loads of love, Abha. Absolutely agree. And that's that's so true about the writing. Those those, uh, Robin scenes are amazing. Okay, the next uh, we the next two legendary moments both come from people named Dan. The first one I'm going to call London Dan because he's in London. You hadn't guessed. Hmm, it's clever. So he sent his legendary moment and said, "Great episode. Too many legendary moments, but if I have to choose, it would be Allison Hannigan's face when she opens her gift from Robin. Brilliant acting. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> she's great with those big old eyeballs of hers." Uh, The next one is Dan B. And Dan B. says, no question, it's the scene with the grandma talking about how the present was passed down from generation to generation. It's such a fun scene. Yeah. Just real classic stuff. And then Amos sent one from Twitter. And Amos said, the part where Lily reveals what Barney did for Marshall and Lily. So it seems like we have an even split of what mm. people think are the legendary moments. This is yeah. one of the one of the, the episodes where there are two really big moments, sure. which For doesn't sure. happen a lot. Yeah. Usually we can pick out little things, but yeah. I mean, this both storylines had some really great stuff going on. And last but not least, we got a nice email from Erica. Oh, it's on Twitter actually. She sent us a DM, and Erica said, "Hi, Kate and Caitlin." I'm so excited to send in my first ever legendary moment for this episode. And what a great episode to send it in because I think Bachelor Party is pretty legendary. Same, Erica. With that said, my legendary moment of this episode has to be Robin. She shines in this episode. Kobe's comedic timing is perfection, and I don't even know how to pick one moment because the whole episode I was laughing. It doesn't get much better than seeing Robin in awkward situations. Hell yes. That's what we said earlier about her doing the uncomfortable thing, right? Yeah. Um, Slap bat, of course, with Robin Sparkles, yep, in which she always delivers her great comedic chops. And a quick shout-out to Marshall, just because he's Marshall and so lovable as The Bachelor, not wanting anything but a simple bachelor party. Whilst inviting Barney Stinson, knowing there is no way to avoid the hijinks <laughs> that will undoubtedly ensue. Ensue. I swear, they all have the biggest blind spot for Barney. Yeah, like they just keep letting it happen. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but then he does beautiful things, you know. Happy holidays to you two and everyone in the HB family. Thank you, Erica. Isn't that nice? Very nice. Isn't that cool that all these people yeah, write to it us? Is. All of the legendary moments are great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. 
So, Liz, what is your legendary moment from this episode? I wrote down the scene with the grandma explaining the <laughs> sewing machine. The sewing machine, the quote-unquote yeah, sewing machine. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's... Ugh. Every t- every every comment, she's, you know, every statement, I just laughed more. With me. Yeah, yeah, you did. That was real cute. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say is it's the, it's the reveal of Barney being a good guy after all of that. That is shocking. And, you know, just the, the lengths he went to, to get Marshmallow, Marshmallow and Lilypad back together. I just feel like it's really sweet. Yeah. So that's it. Nice. That's our episode. Um, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed having us, having us together on here. My special little guest over here. Thanks for sitting in Elizabeth. It was great. I had a great time. Good, good. Now we have to go deal with our very bad dog. Um, And we will see you next time for Showdown, which is my absolute favorite episode of season two. (gasps) You said that about The Bachelor. No, I said this was a good episode. When Liz and I were first watching How I Met Your Mother, I said, this is a great episode about every Every single one. (laughs) Nine seasons of This is the Best Episode. Oh, this is the best episode. I could never tell which ones were really the best based on her critique or comments because they were all the best. Yeah. Well, now I'm having to get more critical about it. Um, (laughs) And Showdown is an excellent episode. So tune in for more of Barney next week. We're going to learn a a little more about about Barney. and a little more about Marshall and Lily. So it's going to be another great episode. Send us your legendary moment for Showdown to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send it on Facebook and Twitter. You know where to find us at heybeautifulpod. Um, and as you know, we're posting new recaps every single week through Christmas when we're finally going to take a break. So um, send your legendary moments as soon as you can because we usually tape early in the week. And make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get podcasts so you get an alert as soon as the episode comes out. And don't be afraid to give us some stars on iTunes because they really help. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Do you want to help me do the outro? Mm -hmm. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Liz Vogel. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.